not the greatest at doing introductions because today's introduction has me scrambled. I don't know where to begin. For the final episode, I want us to call to the fore the woman that gave birth to the Prince of Peace, the woman that gave birth to Emmanuel, the chief cornerstone, the woman that gave birth to the Alpha, the Omega, the savior of the world. Come on. She is the woman that said yes to birthing the promise of God. The Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus, let us bring to the fore Mother Mary. Actually, I call her Mary, mother of Jesus. Yeah, that's what I refer to her as most of the time. So, welcome, homegirl, welcome. <laughs> um, the reference that we'll be looking at is Luke 1, verse 26 to 38, and John chapter 2 now before i carry on right i just want to talk about it i could have just said mary right before i even described who she was and i felt like it was better for me to start describing you know what she did and who she was before i said who she is because there are so many marys in the bible i mean if we put all these marys together in one room right say we're at this conference because in my head i'm like at a conference right now and i'm calling to the for somebody right like a keynote speaker or something so if all the marys were there and i said let us call to the for mary who which one magdalene which one you know mary martha's sister which one you know i had to say mary mother of jesus mother mary the virgin mary is something <laughs> i remember in class before i continue this is the last one i used to have um be in a class with the girl who had the same name as me and every time they said sipe both of us would be like huh because no one was specific as to cp who and so it was either cpm or cps you know it was either one you can't just say cp because both of us gonna turn around but today we're talking about mary mary mother of jesus anyways back to our homegirl of the day the guest of honor a recap of her life she was a virgin that was engaged to Joseph when the angel of the Lord Gabriel appeared to her in Luke chapter 1 verse 26 letting her know that she had found favor with God and with would birth a son who would be called Jesus she was told that her son would be great and called the son of the most high and Mary obeyed God's will for her life and it was a, and was allowed or allowed God to conceive and birth Jesus through her now you're probably like hey bo why are we doing mary because it's not like any of us are going to give birth to another jesus and and yes there's only one jesus and can only be one jesus but there's so many characteristics that mary displayed in her life that are quite rela- relatable to you and i or ones that we can relate to mary was obedient I mean, like, homegirl was obedient to what she was required to do. And not many of us, to be honest, would be 
able to display the level of obedience that Mary displayed when she accepted God's will over her life. Let me say like this. If God came up to me and said that I, a virgin who is unmarried, would be giving birth to a child in a society where doing what he's asking me is shunned, especially because I'm a virgin and unmarried, um, and, okay, leave society. My family or my mom has taught me that don't go about messing around and having kids outside of wedlock. It's not good. Um, don't do that. Don't repeat the mistakes that, you know, have been made by past women in our family and stuff like that, right? Don't do that. And then I am approached by God to do exactly what I'm told not to do. (sighs) Listen, Mary didn't marry Joseph yet. So I mean, the people would have assumed that this would be another episode of like cheaters. Or for my South African people, we are Jola 99, you know, like, I would have been like, God, can I, I know a married couple that wants a child, can I take you to them? (laughs) I'm like, Lord, I, I can suggest a few married people for this, a few women that I feel are deserving of this honor, because as much as you find favor in me, like, I find favor in you, I don't think I'm, no, I'm not the one. (laughs) because um i don't know i would have been worried about whether jup jup was gonna knock on my door with this one (laughs) i don't think i would have been like use me jesus (laughs) because it's just not it I don't know about you, but I was just, I'm sorry, I would sit and debate. I'll put up a chair and sit and be like, okay, Gabriel, wait, call God here too so that we can all have this discussion because I don't think y'all are hearing yourselves right. I, I have no ring on it. One, two, I've never done that thing. I can, how am I supposed to give birth to a child? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> God requires our obedience to fulfill his divine purpose through us. It may not be giving birth to a child, thankfully for me, but there is something that he needs us to do for him. But he cannot do it unless we are willing to have him use us to do it right and our problem sometimes is that we think we know better than god when he calls us and in doing that he doesn't work through us the issue is that we assume that our circumstances won't allow us to do what we're called for god don't look at your situation he knows it very well but it doesn't affect him because he knows that your situation won't have an effect on what you're called for Stop blocking God from using you because you feel like you're the wrong person or it is not the wrong t- or it is not the right time or place or situation. Something that stops us from being obedient is something called Bazotina Bantu syndrome. In English, what will people say syndrome? That phrase is a pandemic of its own. 
We live in a world where everyone seems so dependent on the opinions of others that all of a sudden God's opinion is just an afterthought. Let me say that again. We live in a world where everyone seems so dependent on the opinions of others that all of a sudden God's opinion becomes an afterthought. We've allowed ourselves to become so accustomed to listening to what every Karen, Nancy, and Penina have to say that when it comes to hearing God's opinion, eh, we'll think about it, you know. And this is why we need transform transformation by the renewal of our minds, because if not, we won't be used by God. You see, you keep praying to be used by God, but until such time that you block out society's views, opinions, and standards, and you avail yourself completely to be used by God, you cannot be used by God. In Luke 1 verse 38, in the NIV version, Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel of the Lord left her. Notice how Mary didn't question what people would think. Notice how she was so content and willing and prepared to do what angel Gabriel said. She had no worry that her calling would ruin her earthly reputation because I believe that she was aware that it was better to have a reputation with God than an impeccable one with the world. Your your earthly reputation won't benefit you eternally. Here on earth, you are here permanently. And if your main concern is what people will say, what reputation you will have amongst the inhabitants of this world, I'm, I'm afraid heaven may not be the place you're going when it's all done. I'm talking to myself with this one because... I I just said all these words and I just felt it. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. And I can tell you this for free. That that God is working inside of me. Very hard. To make sure that his will is fulfilled. Right through me. And he's working very hard to tackle the fact that I have the tendency to think about what people will think or say. I am in the process of working through that with God myself. But anyways, I care for you, right? And I don't want you to think that a good earthly reputation is what will sustain you and grant you eternal life with Jesus. We need to quit living for the world's approval when God requires us to be obedient to him. Galatians 1 verse 10 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. I love Mary because she didn't feel burdened by the task at hand. She praised God because she recognized that what a great thing was happening to her and through her. To be used by God shouldn't be a burden to us or cause us to fear or anything like that. It should result in praise. I mean, what an honor it is to find favor in God's eyes and be used by God in such mighty ways. 
<laughs> ah, that felt that again. <laughs> that was a word for me. Whatever opportunity you get to be used by God, praise him for it. Because not many people get the opportunity to be used in the ways that we get to be used. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for choosing me. You chose me for the work you set out for me. And even though in this moment I don't know it, thank you for choosing me. I give you all praise and honor for that. I want to live for your glory and I accept that you are working through me and I accept all that you are doing through me. Whatever it is that you require me to do, I obey. I obey your will, your way, and your word because I know that no word that comes from you will fail. It didn't with Mary and I know it won't with me. Like Mary said, I say, Lord, I am your servant. Let your word be fulfilled. Lord, forgive me for times I blocked out the opportunity to be used by you for fears of what people would think of me. I choose to put that part of myself away and be done with that part of myself. Lord, I choose you and I trust you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.